This is a wonderful day for you when you're going to walk on the devil. He's not going to walk on you because the scripture the Lord gave me for this program is, Behold, I give unto you power, you, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall be by any means harm you. The only place the devil should see about you is your foot coming down on him. You don't want to let the enemy overcome you with fear or anxiety and all that kind of trash. When you have power to walk on him, don't let him walk on you. And if you say, that really fits me today, call us for prayer. We'd love to really pray with you that you walk in the power and the word of God that he has for you. Now, Sarah, we have a wonderful guest. Yes, one of our most favorite people on the whole yes, planet, yes. Deborah Pagay. Thank you for being with oh, us. Thank you, so Deborah. Great to be here. Love to have you. Thank you so much. You know, I want to talk a little bit today about fear. Okay. Because fear can be a really tricky thing for us. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you're watching on TV, I want you to think about some uh, areas in your life where you might be afraid. Things that you don't do because you're afraid. Things that you do do because you're afraid. Fear, if we're not careful, controls boatloads of our decisions, boatloads yes. of the way we think, the way we interact, our conversations. I mean, if we're not careful, fear is very, in, is it the right word, insipious? Insidious. Insidious, that's yeah, it. Yeah. It kind of like is Sneaky. on little yeah, cat's feet and sneaks right. in, <laughs> and then it gets in a little more yes, and a little yes, more and yes. a little more, and pretty soon you're just totally fear controlled. That's right. right. But I like what Goliath said. He gave us the key to overcoming fear. Really? He did. Goliath? Yeah, I said, Goliath was right. Remember when he told the Israelites, he said, and if you think of fear as a giant in your life, and he's giving them the secret on how to conquer him. He said, if you fight me, and kill me, we'll be your servants. If you resist fear and subdue it, it won't be your ser you won't be serving fear anymore. It'll be serving you. Wow. He said, but if you, know, if you send a man out here and he gets me, and you know, he said, but if you let me conquer you, then you're gonna be serving us. And that's important to understand that fear has many forms. You know, some, even procrastination is a form of fear. We fear failure, we fear success. Fear is just a big bully, but if we resist it, if we resist it, and the only way to do it is to do it. <laughs> Sure. You got to run towards the beer. Sure. Yes. You know, and I'm just going to share like a quick personal story. I remember when I was in, in my early 20s and I came home, I was in between semesters from college and I, I was in my junior year and I came home and I told my parents, I'm not going back. I'm going to do go because I was going to ORU. I'm going to go to CU Boulder and I'm going to do, you know, I'm not, but I'm not going back there. And I remember, you know, my parents were like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the closer we get to the time I'm supposed to go back, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. And finally, I remember my dad sat me down in the kitchen and he said, why don't you want to go back? I mean, he had this confrontation with me. And I, you know, I, he just really went for the jugular. And I started to cry. And he said, you're, you don't want to go back because you're afraid. Mm -hmm. And Sarah, if you run from fear now, you'll run from fear for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And he was so on the money. I remember driving because I drove back and it was when it was 55 miles an hour. <laughs> and I remember in that car, it was everything I could do to steal myself, mm. to keep the steering wheel going in the right direction and just talking about, I'm not going to let fear control me. I will not be dominated. It will not, you know, and I just all that stuff. And that was like a 12, 10, 10 12 wow. hour drive. And I was like, yes. but it's true. No, if you resist it, it really, each time you resist fear, you grow in your faith. Mm -hmm. You just got to keep resisting. I, I, for years, I have not enjoyed flying. And then in the last couple of years, I said, you know, God, I'm just going to um, just do it. Mm 
And you know what? And I, I believe I may have told you this when I was here on another visit, but I don't, Denver is the one place I don't like to fly to. And when I flew here <laughs> yesterday, it was like a roller coaster ride. I could sure. hear Sarah in my head the whole time, and the plane is doing like this, you know. And I, Sarah, so oh, it's just like a roller coaster. So I started pretending I'm in a roller coaster. I hate roller coasters as much as I do landing like that. But it was, I kept thinking, you know what? Here's the deal. This is a wonderful opportunity to be here with you. But a lot of times, the, the place we fear is where the opportunity is. And oh. fear will keep you from being there. And so that's why I like to tell people, run towards your fear, because that's where the opportunity is, the place where you fear. That is so good. The place where your fear is is where your opportunity is. Ah, oh, that is so good. That needs prayer in your life. Pick up the phone. Let us pray with you. God is opening doors of opportunity for you. When we think about fear and you think uh, all the different ways it manifests, what are some of the ways we try and deal with fear? Well, sometimes we deal with it with alcohol. I have to tell you, yesterday when I got off the plane, I was so perturbed with that landing. I, I told the, I, the, the, the captain was standing there, and I said, were you the captain on this plane? Because he was outside the plane. He said, yes. And I said, oh, that was rough. And I said, I usually don't like flying. I said something like that. And he said, well, uh, infrequent flyers or inexperienced people, he said, people who've never flown or infrequent flyers always have that reaction. I'm thinking, I've flown a lot, but I thought, you know what, that's embarrassing because as a Christian <laughs> at this point, <laughs> you know, I should be so full of faith and I really should be until I know God has given his angels charge over me. They're going to keep right. me. They're going to keep the plane there. But he, he brought it home to me. He said, because the, the way you're responding, that's for people who have never flown or who don't fly frequently. And I thought, yeah, but then this is what he said. He said, there's always alcohol. <laughs> whoa, oh, great. Oh, great. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's how a lot of people deal with fear. They just numb it. <laughs> they just numb it. And I'm thinking like, no. And now I want to turn around and start preaching to him, but that looked kind of funny after telling him I was scared on the plane. <laughs> oh, <that's funny. laughs> but a lot of times we don't deal with it. We deal with it uh, according to the world's way. And that's why we can't be conformed to the world's way. We got to just believe God, stand on the word. It's not like a broken record, but you know what? That is the answer. That is the answer. And by running towards it, we do like David. We get the victory. Right. We really do. That's really true. And, you know, I think fear, uh, it, it, it kind of expresses itself in other ways as well. There's sometimes we don't do relationships. Mm. Um, this was interesting. I, found, I was kind of learning this about myself because um, so, sometimes I like to have conversations with people. I like to have them at really deep levels. And I don't really like the shallow ones, you know, and the sure. superficial. And so, and, and sometimes the superficial ones intimidate me. Ah. Right. Well, intimidation is another word for fear. It is. It means to instill timidity. That's what intimidation timid, timid. makes you timid. Huh. Yeah, interesting. That's, I always say there's timid way. right in the middle of intimidation. Something is trying to instill fear in you. Make you timid. Yeah. yeah. And so I found myself... Um, I found myself kind of withdrawing from some of those, you know, shallow, surfacey conversations um, just because I didn't like them and it was intimidating to me and I didn't feel adequate for them, all that. So I remember <laughs> I had to kind of take the plunge, run, run to your fear. Yes. When my dad died, um, we had a big celebration service for him. And my dad was a pastor in our, in our city sure. for more than 50 years, mm. you know, magnificent man. Everybody loves my dad and, you know, so we have like, boatloads of people, well over a thousand people that wow. came. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the lobby was packed with people. Mm. I mean packed with people and I'm like, oh, you know, because I, I got to go out in the middle of all this and, you know, be friendly and kind oh, and gracious. Yes. Thank you for coming. You know, be hospitable, <laughs> mm -hmm. be warm. And I thought, this is, uh, that's the epitome to, to, of, a, of intimidation for me. Yes, I'm like, oh yes. my goodness. So I thought, you know, you just do it. Yeah, just Come do on. it. And, and I, what I really did was I leaned into the Holy Spirit. Mm. I said, I need some help. 
Yes. You know, and when I'd start getting that kind of, you know, yes. your heart's beating and your throat starts to constrict, I just was like, I need some help. Can you help me? And I didn't, it's not like I was just scared away, but I, as I was shaking hands, thank you for coming. Thank, you know. And you felt his power because you did. do it in his strength. I did. Mm -hmm. When my mother died last I year, did. I preached her funeral. And I thought, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get through this. And so I called her pastor. But I knew the Lord wanted me to speak because it was my family there and a lot of their friends. And I had certain things I wanted to say. But I'm thinking, I don't think I could get through that. My mom and I were very close. And so I called her pastor and said, I'm going to put you on for a few minutes. I'm, we'll, do, we'll share it so that uh, if I don't make it through it, you can pick up the slack. I made it through it fine. But you see, I thought I, I, I would be too intimidated by the grief or the potential for grief. Sure. We have to always remember when we feel fear, we think we're going to lose something because that's what fear is, the dread of a loss. And I'm, what am I going to lose? I'm going to lose face. I'm going to I'm going to follow my face, you know. I'm, and so I just said I'm just going to do it because there's nothing like conquering fear than than doing what Goliath said. Resist it. If you fight me and kill me, we'll be your servant. That's really good. Yeah. You may be watching right now and thinking, "Oh my goodness, I'm afraid of going in debt. I'm afraid of, you know, all kinds of failures from the past. I'm afraid of not being good enough or whatever." And get on the phone now and call. We want to pray for you that God would help you to overcome this fear. Get on the website and just say, hey, I need help on whatever fear it is. And I just know that God answers prayer. And you know, you've written a cool book on 30 days to taming your fears. Taming is that your right? fears, yes. Really taming powerful. Well, really and you powerful. know what? It has just healed a lot of people. I've gotten great response. And I, ha I had a lot of people who were afraid to go back to school because intellectually they felt inferior. And I've been able to give them scriptures. There was a woman who came up to me at church on Sunday. And she says, I'm studying for the CPA exam. And I'm a CPA. And she said, I'm just overwhelmed. I don't, I don't know what to do. So I gave her Psalms 119 and 99. And it says, I have more understanding than that all my, my teachers. That's great. For <laughs> thy testimonies are my meditation. I said, if you meditate on the testimonies of God, what God has done, it's going to increase your ability to understand. So she left there really excited about that. And I gave her another one on how, what, what to do when you fear intellectually that you're going to be inadequate. I gave her Daniel 2.20, that he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. So that just felt good being able to do that. You don't have to fear pursuing any goal because you don't have to do it in your own strength. Right. Remember, you're going to be limited in your right. own strength. Now, what happens if you don't achieve that goal? So what? Maybe that wasn't the goal. Maybe there's a better goal. You see, if you keep the mindset, the attitude that no matter what happens, I'm winning. Sure. <laughs> that's, that's my good. mindset. No matter what happens, that's I'm winning. Right. Sure. <laughs> We're winning. I'm, I'm winning. Absolutely. You know, yeah, I'm winning. And plus the fact that when you sow in someone else's life, when you're afraid, they're afraid and you begin to help them, it comes back on yes. you. It really is giving yes. is how to receive. Absolutely. You, and I saw you yeah. doing that ministering to someone who left their father, whose father died, yeah. and you sowed in them. Yeah, and uh, it was recent. One of, one of our friends in our church, mm -hmm. her father was really struggling with some health issues. And, um, and, and so I was able to go and kind of hang out with her during that time. And at first it was a little scary because I was like, you know, that's mm -hmm. really close to me losing my yeah. dad, yeah. similar age, yes. and all that stuff. And so it was tricky, but I found that as I ministered to her, and I didn't let fear control me, um, and as I let the Holy Spirit speak and be present with us, 
Oh my goodness, it was a really, really rich experience. So we're gonna come back here in just a little minute and we're gonna talk about some strategies, methods, and, and some mindsets on overcoming fear. And I don't want you to change the channel, so put your remote control down. We're gonna come right back, but also remember this. We want you to get on the phone, we want you to get on the website, because we wanna know how we can pray for you and what fears are intimidating in your life, what fears are controlling you, what fears are minimizing God's destiny in your life, because God wants to live big through you. Fear is perhaps the oldest emotion known to mankind. However, fear is not always a bad thing. Fear is a natural response to real or perceived danger. Fear becomes unhealthy when it controls our behavior and keeps us from doing positive things. Fear is the root of anxiety and phobias, and if we don't deal with it early, it can get a stronghold on our lives. Deborah Smith Begay is a best-selling author, Bible teacher, speaker, and a certified behavioral consultant specializing in understanding personality temperaments. Deborah's writings have the unique ability to address readers from all social, racial, and economic strata. For your gift of $20 or more, you will receive Deborah's book, 30 Days to Taming Your Fears, and Marilyn's powerful teaching CD, Fear Not. We will also send you a scripture confessions card with 12 powerful scriptures that are promises against the spirit of fear. Conquer fear and reverse its damaging effects today. Call or click to receive this very special offer. Together, we are impacting thousands of lives with the truth, compassion, and power of God's Word. But there is still much more to be done. By becoming a partner with Marilyn Hickey Ministries, you'll share in bringing God's miracles and healing to the sick, experiencing a deep love for the Bible, and taking the gospel to the nations. When you become a $30 a month partner with Marilyn and Sarah, we'll send you our welcome gift package, which includes the Jehovah Rapha oil vial with oil prayed over by Marilyn and Sarah, our exclusive partner CD set, which includes six CDs featuring 12 never before released teachings, the Majesty coffee table book featuring beautiful representations of the names of God and more. If you have a passion to reach the lost and are ready to release the anointing of God into your life, then join us today by becoming a partner. Call or click today and help Marilyn and Sarah cover the earth with the word. We are so excited to have with us today Deborah Pagay, and she's written this amazing book called 30 Days to Taming Your Fears. Now, I know if you're like me, we all have fears. Sometimes they're bigger than others and wrestling with them, but more important than wrestling with them is taming them. So they're not controlling our life. So Deborah, thank you so much for being oh, with us. We love having we you. We love so to much. hang out with you. You are amazing. <laughs> now, when you talk about fears, and I think you're, you're, this is one of your sweet spots, really. It's one of the best things that you can talk on because fear is a big issue for the humanity. Oh, it's a big issue for me. I had so many fears, financial fears, safety fears, scared to go to bed. We may have an earthquake, scared to meet a guy because he may turn out to be Jack the Ripper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. All kinds of fears. Scared because of the monster under the bed. <laughs> Remember that, oh, that growing somebody up. Somebody will break into the break house. Into the house. Yes, yes. You hear a strange sound. Oh, yes, yep. absolutely. One of your chapters here, though, is fear of lack. And mm. this is in your book, Taming Your Fears, which, of course, you need to get this. But talk to us a little bit about the fear of lack. Well, a lot of us fear lack, and I believe that's where greed really comes from. I'm so afraid, mm. not me, but people who are greedy. <laughs> I'm so afraid that I'm not going to have enough until I just try to accumulate, accumulate. Mm. And, and, and I, I won't be 
a generous person because I'm afraid that I, I may have less in my life. I believe that's why a lot of people don't tithe. I think that's one of the biggest lies that Satan has perpetrated upon the church is that if you give to God, you're going to have less for yourself. And so if you believe that, then you won't tithe. You say, listen, I, I better keep this. I just better keep this. My, I, had my, I was telling my brother a testimony a woman had given, and she said she put $10 in church, and the next day somebody gave her $10. And my brother said, well, if she had kept that $10, she would have had 20 <laughs> I said, wow. no, you missed the point. Wow. <laughs> it's not good. No. You missed the point. But here's what happens when you, you know, when you obey God and you're giving, you insure yourself against lack. And that is so important to stay insured against lack. Sure. And so I just say to people, listen, just try him. And I, and I, I mean, this is, this is my soapbox because I, I, I could be in abject poverty, I do believe, if it had not been for the fact that my husband and I have chosen, even before I met him, I've been a tither since I was 17 years old. And I just, I have seen God open doors. I got a free master's degree from USC, just tithing. I believe God opened the door. It cost me nothing. There are people still paying back for advanced oh, degrees yes. and all of that. Zero. Cost me nothing. You know, and I, I just have so many testimonies in that area. So I just know that if you fear lack, it will cause you to do many things. It will cause you to steal. Sure. <laughs> really. You know, be dishonest. And you don't want to open the back door for Satan to come in and attack your finances. I tell everybody, God is opening the windows of heaven. But if you're opening the back door through dishonest deeds, not walking in integrity, you, you're still not, you're going to have lack in your life. Totally. You know, you need this book. Because we look at all the Ponzi schemes and the crazy things that are going on in our day, and that's fear. That's an ugly, ugly thing. And I like this 30 days to taming your fear. And it will deal with all kinds of fears. You need to get this book for yourself, but you need to get two or three more for gifts. This is a blessing, to say the least. And you'll give people flowers. They will. You'll give them candy, make them fat. Give them God's Word and get them free from fear. This is awesome for you. And you know, some of the chapters in here, I love how practical you are. Uh, part one is health and safety fears. Yes. About doctors and needles. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Reese yeah. doesn't like needles. About being disabled. About fear of creepy, crawly things like snakes. Yes. And I'm snakes. not telling you to make friends with snakes. I'm just telling you to have to live in such, <laughs> such morbid fear of them that you can't have quality life. Well, we have lots of snake stories. <laughs> and, and, you know what, do. and you know what I've been doing? I, I didn't like dogs, even tiny ones. Yeah. So now when I see someone out walking, a b really big dog, I'll say, is it safe to pet your dog? And I'll actually run towards that fear. And I have more pictures taken with dogs. You may have seen it even on my Facebook page. But I, I have pictures of me with big dogs. And I, each time I face that fear, I just get more courage for the next time. Sure. That's good. Yeah, I do. And this is great. I mean, a whole section on uh, safety, health and safety fears. But then you also have relational fears, fear oh, of loneliness, yes. commitment, intimacy, rejection, fear of losing a loved one, social situations. Those are big issues. They are big issues. They are, especially the fear of losing a loved one. And once you've lost somebody, you know, sort of immediately you start to think, well, if this person yeah. left too, I don't know what I'd do. You know what? Don't, I say, don't borrow sorrow from tomorrow. Don't borrow sorrow from tomorrow. Just make sure you maximize the relationship today so that you live a life of no regrets. And ever since my mother died last year and then my father died two years before she did, but I am just making sure that I strengthen my relationships with my brothers. I'm really strengthening the things that remain. So I'm having a good time doing that. You know, and I'm not concerned and trying to see how, determine how I'm going to act before I even get there. I mean, I'm sure it'll be painful, but I know God and he will give you the grace to go through things in a way that doesn't tear you apart.
He yeah, can do that. It's really true. And psychological fears, fear of public speaking, fear of gaining weight, fear of aging, losing control, fear of change, fear of failure, those are all big deals. Yeah, most of us don't like change. <laughs> <laughs> no. We like to just things to stay the way they are, but ask God every day to give me a spirit to be flexible. Be flexible. You can do sure. it. Sure. You can do it. And these are all in this book, 30 Days to Taming Your Fears. So I want to encourage you, you need to hop on the phone, get on the website. This book will tremendously help you not to live a fearful life. You don't need to be controlled, dominated, or even influenced by fear, but instead be a victor over fear. So get on the phone, and I encourage you, obviously you need to get at least one, but I would say get at least three to five, because you can pass them around to your friends, because I venture to say that you probably know a few people who struggle with at least one of these areas of fear. So get on the phone, get on the website, make sure you grab this today. It'll be a tremendous, tremendous resource for you in overcoming fear. Now, Sarah, this could also be used with a Bible study. You betcha. So you could get 10 of them, and wow, you could go through this, and you say, well, I don't want to do 30 days with them, but you could take four days each time. I mean, there's so many things this book can be used for. And I like this about books. They're missionaries. When you give books out like this and you get people involved with books, they work while you sleep. This is a book that will work while you sleep. Call us now. Get 10, 12, 20. It'll be such a blessing and you will bless others. You know, um, for the people that you, because you've had this book out for several years now. Uh, maybe a couple. Three to five years, yes, something like yeah. that. Um, have you had some testimonies, some feedback from this oh, book? Oh, absolutely. So much. In fact, uh, one woman heard me give a testimony on overcoming fear of flying at a church, and she had wanted to go to Hawaii, and then the opportunity had just presented itself, but she was about to turn it down, and she said, but I decided that I was going to use that scripture. Uh, God has given his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways, and she said, I just decided to get on there, and I told them that one of my little visuals I have is that when I'm flying, as the plane is taken off, I just imagine angels at each wingtip and just bearing the plane up. And she said, I did that and I had a great time. I, I've, had, I've had people to start back tithing to say, you know, I just feel less stressful because there's something about knowing you're obeying God, it takes a lot of the stress out of life. It's something about knowing you're disobeying Him, that's really stressful. Sure. <laughs> and so I, I, I'm, I'm just enjoying hearing that people are getting healed just by obeying God. It has nothing to do with me. I just presented God's truth in a way that people can grasp it really fast and in a practical way, but people are reading it and they're getting delivered. That's why I put different types of fears in there because the psalmist says, I sought the Lord and he heard me, and he delivered me from all my fears. Nice. I love that, from all my fears. Nice. Yes. And little tiny fears, you yes. know, to the man monstrosities that just <gasps> are like suck your, take the breath out of your lungs. Absolutely. And you know something about once being a, a fearless person, it makes you very attractive to other people. They people want to be around you. Because you have they a do. peace. Yeah. When I was first married, I was very jealous of my husband. Mm -hmm. So nice looking, and there was a couple that lived across the street from us. They were Christians, and he had always said to me, oh, that girl is so beautiful. I got so jealous of her. <laughs> I never wanted him to go out in, early in the morning wow. when she was getting in the car. And so he said to me, why are you jealous? I said, well, because you're always saying how beautiful she is. He said, so what? He said, I married you, didn't I? Wow. And so it didn't get better. It got worse. And finally, one day he <laughs> said, I'm going to cast this spirit of jealousy out of you. And he did. He prayed for me. And that was the end of that. Well, that's a so, great story. Yeah. I admire you for telling that. Yeah. You know how I many people would never tell that story? <laughs> well, we all have these things, so there's no use acting like we're so perfect. 
But let's help people. I want to help people. I believe you do too. There's something in us that wants to reach out to help others. And this is something that will work when you can't be there. You know, maybe you know people that are so afraid that would never listen to you, but they would get into the book. So call us, get the book, and of course, call us for prayer because we love to pray for you. Any kind of fear that is binding you, you can say it's a little one or you can say it's a monstrosity. God is big enough to set you free from any size fear. Deborah. Thank you for being with oh, us. Marilyn, it's thank always you. a joy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. guys you. are the best. He we is the best, and he'll be the best to you if you just let him. So we love you. Keep calling. Keep watching. Fear is perhaps the oldest emotion known to mankind. However, fear is not always a bad thing. Fear is a natural response to real or perceived danger. Fear becomes unhealthy when it controls our behavior and keeps us from doing positive things. Fear is the root of anxiety and phobias, and if we don't deal with it early, it can get a stronghold on our lives. Deborah Smith Pigay is a best-selling author, Bible teacher, speaker, and a certified behavioral consultant specializing in understanding personality temperaments. Deborah's writings have the unique ability to address readers from all social, racial, and economic strata. For your gift of $20 or more, you will receive Deborah's book, 30 Days to Taming Your Fears, and Marilyn's powerful teaching CD, Fear not, we will also send you a scripture confessions card with 12 powerful scriptures that are promises against the spirit of fear. Conquer fear and reverse its damaging effects today. Call or click to receive this very special offer. Sarah Bowling, Living Genuine Love is on a mission to connect everyone with the heart of God. With a passion for the Bible and the gift of teaching, Sarah brings a new perspective to articulate God's life-giving revelation to our modern moment. God's heart relentlessly reaches all our hidden places and changes us from the inside out. And Living Genuine Love is equipping people with resources and tools that empower them to walk in this intimate relationship with God. Sarah is a powerful scholar and spirit-led teacher with a gift and passion that takes her many places around the world to bring lasting change to each of us who are craving the transformative love of God. At Living Genuine Love, we're committed to seeing you walk in a vibrant relationship with God every day. Learn more about Sarah Bowling and her ministry, Living Genuine Love, by visiting sarahbowling.org or call us at 800-627-1995. Did you ever feel like you needed a built-in repair job? You know, you say, you know, I got so many problems inside, so many problems in my head, you know, so many problems physically. Oh, if I just had something inside to help me. Well, I have such good news for you. You can have a built-in repair shop in you because Jesus Christ, when he comes into your heart, he is the hope of glory. Now you may say, well, I know about him. I know the name. But do you have him? Because I knew about him. I went to church and I heard about Jesus. I knew stories about Jesus, but I didn't know I could invite him to come into my heart and he would come in and never leave me. So when I was 16 years old, I heard a Baptist minister say, you can have Jesus in you. You can have Christ in you, the hope of glory. And he told us how to do it. 
And so we repented of our sins. We believe that Jesus died for us and shed his blood and arose from the dead. We invited him to come in and be Lord of our lives. And let me tell you, I was 16. I'm now 83 and a half. He has never left me. He is Christ in me, the hope of glory. He is in me, the built-in repair, and he will be the same for you. Put your hand on the screen if you've never prayed this prayer or you need just to recommit. Say, Father, I know you love me. You have a wonderful plan for my life. I repent of all my sins. I have faith in the blood of Jesus who died and arose from the dead for me. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. Hey, call right away and tell us about Jesus. Thank you.